1: dot com Businesses are retooling fulfillment operations from warehouses to omni-channel to meet new demand amid unprecedented labor shortages. 3PLs, retailers, B2B distributors, and others are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems to adapt and scale. Six River Systems fulfillment execution system is an integrated solution that combines intelligent cloud-based software and automation, including its autonomous mobile robot, AMR chuck no costly or disruptive infrastructure changes fast and easy associate training and integrations with other warehouse execution solutions allow operations to meet labor challenges increase efficiency and enhance customer engagement go to www6 to learn more go to www6 to learn more
0: Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2022. I am in the booth, joined by the president and CEO of Toyota Material Handling North America. His name is Brett Wood. So, Brett, welcome to the booth. How are you?
2: Great, great. Thank you for having me. Great to be here at the Modex show, seeing so many people looking at all the material handling products that are out here today.
0: Definitely, definitely. This is the place to be for material handling, right? Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. All right, so welcome to the booth, and you know, obviously we're here at Modex, very excited not to be back in person so you're with toyota material handling north america obviously toyota is a a very large company there's a lot of different branches of toyota so talk to us specifically about your branch give us a little brief overview of what it is that you guys do
2: okay so my elevator speech toyota material handling makes material handling products Mm -hmm. the main product is forklifts industrial equipment we also offer solutions like for batteries and Systems and mm-hmm. and so forth, but the, it started with the forklift uh, industry, right. and we've got now five factories mm-hmm. in North America, and uh, the Raymond brand is also part of the Toyota Group. Yes, okay. so we know Raymond. It, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. good. Toyota is headquartered in Columbus, Indiana, mm-hmm. and that's our main headquarters and facility. We also have a facility in East Chicago that makes very large products under the Hoist brand. Okay. And then Raymond is headquartered in Green, New York, and also Muscatine, Iowa, another factory. And then recently in Toronto, Canada, we have a company that makes racking. Okay. Um, Constant Racking, and uh, Constant is the name, Conorack, and they Mm -hmm. make that, they're the number one racking supplier in Canada. Oh. So, and then Toyota also acquired a couple years ago Bastion. Passion solutions. Oh yeah, solutions yeah. So a lot of automation, yeah. conveyor, robotics. Yeah. So uh, it's more than just forklifts mm-hmm. uh, nowadays, and especially with customers trying to yeah. be the solution provider to the customers, to provide whatever they need for mm-hmm. their environment, their yeah. application. But uh, we've got about eleven thousand associates, eleven thousand people. Mm-hmm. I say families. We've got eleven thousand families we're yeah. responsible for, including our dealers that that supply and sell and support our equipment and service our equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we make a forklift every four minutes. Every
0: four minutes, okay. So by the time we finish this, there will be about maybe three and a half forklifts made. That's, that that's good. pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. So so now, obviously, you know, working in material handling, I'm sure you guys have seen the. I don't know, just the craziness, right, mm-hmm. of things that have happened over the last year. So, so with all that's going on and and all that's kind of been spurred from yeah. the pandemic and you know just the just the total kind of change in the way that we live, you know, in the past two yeah. years. I mean, as you know, CEO of, of this company that's that's providing something that's very critical to to making every. Mm-hmm. Day lives, you know, happen and, and get the things that we need. You know what? What kind of uh, what keeps you up at night?
2: Mm, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. I get that every once in a while. And yeah. um, you know, or they say in another way, you know, how do you sleep at night with, yeah. with the craziness that's going on in our world yeah. today? Sometimes I, I start it with a little joke. I say, well, you know, I, I actually sleep pretty well. I sleep like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I get up every two hours crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes looking for a bottle too, but oh, okay. but um, but seriously, I do sleep really well because yeah. I'll talk about two or three things that kind of mm. keep me up at night. But I do feel like a company like Toyota and Raymond mm. and Bastion, we're, we're putting together a lot of countermeasures to handle some mm. of the challenges. So, for right. example, you know, COVID mm. is a big issue facing all of us. Still, it's lingering, mm. right? And the pandemic. But at our companies, we've actually, because of COVID, we've actually accelerated some of our digital marketing digital training now you can do training anywhere and wherever you are in the world Mm -hmm. it's probably going to happen but it just happened a lot faster because of the you know the pandemic Mm -hmm. now we're doing virtual tours of factories if people can't visit your factory now we've got it virtual. And then virtual training with VR even is is now yeah with
0: with Raymond I, I exactly. experienced it incredibly is that cool yeah yeah
2: I, I, I love it that's where you know our industry is going mm-hmm. in, in that type of direction so and then another thing we did with as a result of the pandemic we, we put together a playbook mm-hmm. if you will and if there's ever another pandemic or some situation like that Mm -hmm. you know we're we're, going to have a a resource that we can look at to to see some kind of best practices Mm -hmm. that that we learned from the recent situation Mm -hmm. uh then another thing that keeps me up is the uh Ooh, the global supply chain. The global supply oh, yeah. chain is in disarray.
0: Yeah, every channel you go to, they're talking about the global supply yeah, absolutely. chain. Right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And remember, a couple years ago, it was toilet paper, right? You know, yeah. got, nobody could get toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. And that put supply chain in the mainstream media. You know, right. those two words were never really that popular until recently. Yeah. But it, it's nothing like I've seen in 32 years at, at Toyota. It, it is global. It's mm-hmm. not isolated in North America. And an interesting point has been maybe... There's been a lot of analysis, like why this has happened.
0: Yeah,
2: I kind of feel like there's been two two major causes. Mm-hmm. One was just the 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 really volatile demand. Right. Now, a lot of economies just injected mm. funds during COVID, especially, right. yeah, uh, to kind of boost their economies. Mm-hmm. So that made it hard to predict, mm. hard to forecast for okay. a, for a lot of industries. Yeah. But then the second point was that combined was a perfect storm with decreased supply. Mm so you had disruptions in the supply chain you had covid like mandated shutdowns yeah you had people not working mm-hmm. workforce shortages oh, yeah. people changing jobs so you mm-hmm. had less trained people even containers were a challenge you know there was really a global shortage of containers yeah you know that has to do a little bit with the china and u.s trade imbalance so mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got containers going one way but not the other direction yeah and then you've got less containers because th- they're more expensive to build because of the cost of metal and steel. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then we uh, have some containers stuck in a, a canal too, Stuck, there, right? stuck yeah. in
2: the canal, <laughs> stuck in the California uh, the ports. ports yeah. Again, tying in back to not being able to find people to, to unload them. It was right. just a, like I said, somewhat of a, like a perfect storm. Just to give mm. you an example, one of our companies, prior COVID, would spend about $12 million on international freight, just mm. getting components from other... Outside of the US. yeah last year 26 million Wow so it went from 12 million to 26 million
0: yeah. incredible uh,
2: you know, basically everywhere you go everything is doubling yeah, in, yeah. in costs so that, it, it's been a challenge and in our world in our forklift world you can mm-hmm. usually order a forklift and get it delivered in say three four five months mm-hmm. now unfortunately depending on the model it's 12 months or more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Experienced that firsthand. Actually, I tried to get some Raymond trucks. And oh, really? Lead time, lead time is out there.
2: Yeah, it's out there, and it's yeah. true for everybody. Yeah. So it's unusual times for sure. Yeah. So what we're trying to do to address that is you know, we're putting together like a lot of teams of people. Mm-hmm. We're meeting every day on it. It, Frankly, is our number one project. Yeah. To try to reduce the lead time, mm-hmm. we've developed a lot of good long term relationships with our suppliers. Mm and I think that's starting to pay off. So we've, we look at a supplier as a partner, mm-hmm. and we feel like if we try to improve their business, yeah. even if they're supplying to other competitors, we still think it's in our best interest to bring some of the Toyota principles, Toyota philosophies, mm-hmm. just-in-time, production system type, mm. TPS philosophies, to their business to help right. them get better mm-hmm. so we're starting to do even more of that we're also doing something we call genshi gunbetsu which means go and see I'm with sure. your own eyes
0: okay All right.
2: it's one of our, our core values core mm-hmm. principles at toyota and if a supplier starts to struggle mm-hmm. then we go visit them mm-hmm. and actually send some of our senior managers to spend time with them and treat them like we would with our own factory. Interesting. Yeah, okay. and and that that helps a lot too, especially yeah. during challenging times. How is um, the?
0: Uh, I'm curious, like the the suppliers when you go and do that, like how how are they are they receptive to that, or is there yeah you friction got, sometimes? No, y- yeah. y-
2: you touched on a good point. You got to get yeah. over the point that it's not like we're here because we're unhappy with you.
0: Okay. So yeah. you
2: do got to get past that at mm-hmm. first. We're here to help. Okay. And and, and it, it is a, a mindset yeah. that that needs to. But if you've worked with this partner, like. Alexi partners says a supplier for a long time mm-hmm. they've, they've already got that kind of relationship
0: gotcha okay
2: yeah so and and then we've got examples of using our TPS principles with our suppliers not mm-hmm. just in our own factories but with our suppliers we've got a great logistics team that um, matter of fact there's stories of you know going out during snowstorms mm-hmm. and trying to help them with their with their containers and yeah. and and parts we've even got a story of there was a trailer sitting I, I, I think at a rest stop somewhere and you know sleeping okay. yeah and we offered to one of our managers got in a minivan and went and got the parts out of the trailer just so we could get it back to our factory <laughs> <laughs> and, and keep our factory running yeah yeah and and he was like yeah that's fine and but literally whatever it takes
0: Yeah, to get it done to yeah. get it done
2: yeah 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 exactly and then maybe the, the third thing that you would say might keep me up at night is the labor shortage hmm. you know having enough workers and talented and trained workers uh i think everybody's relating to those challenges wherever you go restaurants tells you you can tell that there's less people than there were before yeah absolutely so at our factories we're trying to make sure that we've got the uh, enough talent and the right talent to Mm -hmm. build the products that we need to but there's, you know, with all the changes going on in, in the world, there's people mm-hmm. staying home more. It, it's a, it, it's a challenge. So we've, we've actually just this last year created some task forces. Okay. We, we combined it with our dealers. So that was great to, to oh, have our okay. HR team from our yeah. factories and our corporate meet with our HR teams all around the country mm. at our different dealers and engage, you know best practices what they're seeing what they're doing to overcome yeah uh drive through job fairs during mm. the covid days when you know you, you didn't even get out of your car and yeah so it, it's been real creative and i've, mm. I've enjoyed seeing the creativeness uh, c- come out of our team in some of those challenging times As a matter of yeah. fact mm. we're about to launch a playbook about how to hire female technicians interesting uh, okay. more female yeah. technicians mechanics mm. and um we just spent. We had a task force work on that yeah. for the last couple of months, and they came up with a, a really good plan. So I'm excited to get that, get that out there.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. It's something that we've talked about previously on the the podcast, actually. And I I forget her name. I, I apologize mm-hmm. to her, but I think that she's working for one of the, the dealerships or something of that nature. Okay. And she's she's kind of gone over to the I guess the field technician side, mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah, we should definitely dig into that deeper. In I, the, I think in that's the a great yeah. topic. Uh, yeah.
2: First of all our industry is short on mechanics right so that's always been an industry industry challenge and mechanics are very valuable i mean mm. they they bring in the profit for the dealers right and um, so that what we find you, know, you train someone and then maybe they go to the car industry or something yeah. or they go to, so so being able to hire them train them and then retain them mm. but secondly to get more of a diverse technician field right especially with females and our industry is changing the products are changing it's mm-hmm. it's The products, as you know, are—they're not so uh, you know grease and gears.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: A lot of it's software.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of software. A a
2: lot of software programming Mm. that goes involved with some of the, especially the Bastion type of products and and the Raymond products, and so I I think it's kind of an evolving world that might uh, be able to attract different types of people that we've had in the past. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I think it's a it's a great thing and I think, you know, just like you said, when you're you're running up against this this labor shortage, you you have to get creative in the way that you find talent and, and then, you know, like you said, retain talent retain is, it, is, the, yeah. is the biggest part and I know that you guys at Toyota do a lot of things to to be able to do that and really create a, a great environment, the overall TPS, you know, ideals and, and things of that nature. I mean I think it's a, it's a great place to, to work from what from what I heard and understand. So
2: it's about the culture i think too yeah you know and have, having the, a good culture where where you wake up every morning and you want to go to work mm-hmm. but you're also empowered to come up with new ideas kaizen mm-hmm. continuous yeah. improvement yeah. so anyway th- uh, those are two or three things that keep up you know and they're somewhat interrelated mm-hmm. right with covid uh supply chain challenges and then uh, labor shortage yeah so you know you've got you know Lack of truck truck drivers, mm-hmm. uh, people being out from COVID, and then that impacting the supply chain. So mm-hmm. it's interesting how those those three do do intersect a little bit. And uh, yeah. I'm anxious for the time to get get. Get some of that behind us, and
0: yeah, and, and, that'd be nice,
2: and uh, <laughs> and and get back to more of the the pre-normal world.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that hopefully we're we're on our way there. I mean, certainly seeing so many people at Modex here and in full effect and eager to be out here is is certainly a good sign. Hopefully for the way we're going and the direction we're going in, I'm curious as you're here and as you're. You're looking around at the different things that are coming to the material handling industry. What do, you, what do you think stands out the most to you and what's the most intriguing?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple things. Mm-hmm. One is the shift in our forklift industry towards electric. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the shift towards electric, which is good. Mm-hmm. Roughly last year, about 70% of forklifts sold in the U.S. were electric. Oh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. It wasn't long ago. It was 50-50. Yeah. So it's growing really fast, mm-hmm. way faster than the automotive industry. Right, right? Yeah. adopting electric for obvious reasons, and then I think that shift brings with it uh, new battery technology.
0: Yes, chargers, a lot going on batteries. Yeah. So
2: mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've seen walking around the show lithium ions and yeah. trends in that regard. And I think uh, alternative energy mm-hmm. for the future is something that'll be a, a, a growing and stable trend with their industry. So. The, the electrification, if you will, mm-hmm. and then the second thing, uh, walking around, especially this morning, you know, the automation, robotics, yeah. and I think that ties into the labor shortage too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of customers talking to us, Bastion and Toyota Raymond, right. about their inability to have to fire to find workers, mm-hmm. and can it be automated? Can yep. this process that we used to have a operator, driver, or, or mm-hmm. warehouse person, can it be automated? I think that's a a common question nowadays, especially because of the labor shortage, but because the technology is is much better than it was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Very interesting to to get those insights from you. I was was curious as you're head of a a big material handling company here and what you're seeing kind of on the horizon. So it's very interesting to hear that and also interesting to hear what your companies are hearing from the floor as well. So I think that, you know, we're only growing and expanding upon those technologies, as you said, and it's becoming a lot more easier for consumers to, to digest in a way, I think.
2: That's yeah. a great point. You know, tied in with that, maybe a third thing I'm noticing is big data. So you hear about big yes, data in the yeah, world, yeah. but it's made its way into our material handling industry yeah. with data that you can find on even forklifts. Yeah. So forklifts have technology now that can Mm -hmm. stream data back to the plant manager and Mm -hmm. and tell them everything they wanted to know about the forklift about where it was and how it operated and how efficient it was and how it can be more productive and Mm -hmm. customers are really embracing the telematics type type of data that's now becoming more available and it's making the customer more efficient and better at what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so giving that. It's great uh, to see that
2: in our world now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it gives that that visibility that was not quite there before, and, and now you're right. able to see some things, and it uh, can be eye opening to where you're, you know, where you're seeing some some waste and, and different things that maybe you really had no idea, or never thought about. So it's very interesting those things that are coming out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it ties into my other trends I was talking about. Yeah, uh, electrification, batteries, uh, lithium ion batteries can be can be monitored better yeah. than ever before. Yeah. When, do, when does it need a charge? Mm-hmm. When, when doesn't it? And, yeah. and then the automation. Yeah. Well, you know, data will help justify. Absolutely. The the automation. Yeah. Robotics. Yeah,
0: definitely. So very interesting talking to you, Brett. And I want to thank you for coming by the booth and and having some time for me and uh, giving us some uh, insights into your thoughts. And, uh, you know, we know what uh, gives you struggles with your sleep now as well. (laughs) So very good to hear about that. (laughs) And uh, so if people want to find out more information about Toyota Material Handling North America, how can they do that?
2: We have a Toyota website, Mm -hmm. ToyotaFarkliff.com and uh, RaymondCorp.com. So either way is probably the best way to go. And I'll always take anybody's emails or phone calls too. I, I love to t- talk to potential customers, partners, suppliers. You know, being 32 years in the industry, it, it's yeah. pretty much what I, you know, eat, sleep, and drink. So I'm uh, yeah. pretty passionate about it.
0: All right, great. And we'll put all that information at the NewWarehouse.com so people can easily find it. So Brett, thank you once again for coming by the booth and enjoy the rest of your show